What's up, everybody? I'm David Hain. Welcome to episode 53 of the A to D from Addict to Disciple podcast. I want to give a big shout out to our new listeners from Vietnam. That brings our total reach to 43 countries. Today, we're going to do something different. I'd like to invite each of my listeners to celebrate a milestone with me. The 9th of April marks one year since I launched this podcast, and I have all of you guys to thank for just the motivation to keep doing it every week. And as part of the celebration, I'd like to talk about why we do what we do and to explain our curriculum from ashes to destiny. As a thank you for your support of this program, I'm offering a free book to 10 listeners. All you need to do is click on the contact page of my website, www.fromatod.org, fill out the info, and tell me why you would like a free From Ashes to Destiny book. Good luck. If you would like one-on-one counseling, or to launch or join a group using the podcasts or the From Ashes to Destiny curriculum, please send me a message by email at davidfromatod at gmail.com or go to my website www.fromatod.org and click on the contact page. When we come back, we'll get into this episode entitled From Ashes to Destiny. Welcome back to episode 53, entitled From Ashes to Destiny. Today being my one-year anniversary show, I'd like to share with you a bit more about what we do as From A to D and where we're headed in the future. As you know, we work in addiction all around the world. And I guess the initial question that makes sense is, why addiction? Well, as I look at addiction, I see broken relationships, torn apart families. My heart's just tugged by children growing up with one or no parents and possibly one or both parents in prison. Because with addiction comes increased crime and almost all countries have been building more prisons. And there's been a dramatic increase in youth in prison because of addictions. There's been many, many unwanted pregnancies and increased sexually transmitted diseases. I guess in a nutshell, when we look at addiction, we see the devastation of decaying families, decaying communities and cities all around the world. And I don't believe that the answer is to build more prisons and lock up all the junkies. The answer for me is to bring healing, wholeness, deliverance, and transformation to addicts and their loved ones. And we do this mostly through groups. And ATD groups have been meeting in prisons and communities in the United States since 2006 and in South Africa since 2008. 
These groups can look a variety of different ways, and they can include people currently struggling with addiction, people in prison, people coming out of prison or rehab or detox, people who've been clean and sober for a while but want to stay connected to deepen their recovery, or friends and family members of addicts. Typical groups can look any way that fits the unique situation where people say, hey, we need some help. So they've taken the shape of anywhere from an intensive program that meets every day for a month, working closely with, with counselors, uh, psychologists, social workers, prison officials, to meetings can be once a week uh, in more of a long-term model. And these have been in churches and schools and rehabs and sober houses and can last six to 12 months or more. To me, what I really like in running groups and, and training people to run groups is it's amazing to see the light bulb go on. As an addict who was, comes into the meeting self-centered and, and just focused on them and, and trying to get what they want. And the light bulb goes on and instantly compassion stirs as they care about others when they listen to someone else in the group share feelings of hopelessness or helplessness. And the addict who just shared their struggle finds hope as they understand through the encouragement of their peers who have been there and that they're not the only one who feels this way. I've also seen it in having family members in groups, their light bulbs go on as they hear the voice of an addict sitting next to them that they've never met use the same excuses and blame shifting and rationalizing and minimizing that they've heard many, many times in their own house. So that's why we really love to work in groups. Another real area of focus for ATD is that we've worked extensively in the areas of sexual addictions. This includes people struggling with bondage to pornography, convicted sex offenders, victims caught in or coming out of human trafficking, prostitutes, pimps, and customers of all levels of the sex industry. In each instance, we found that behaviors, mindsets, compulsions, emotions, and attitudes are typically identical with people in substance addictions or other process addictions. We're also drawn to our what we do specifically with A2D by the inequity that I've seen in treatment over the years. You see, marginalized people don't have the same access to treatment, support groups, and resources of people of means and people who are 
not marginalized. Marginalized people are the, the first ones to get discharged from treatment due to missing an appointment or not notifying their provider ahead of time or getting discharged because they fall behind in payment or they're not able to even fit into the office hours that the treatment agency has scheduled. Marginalized people can also be limited through access to transport in getting into meetings. And when we think of the Western world versus other areas or developing countries, I can share some of the things that I've seen. When I was in Nairobi a couple of years ago, there were only three AA meetings in that country of millions of people. And in working in prison in Johannesburg, I had an offender tell me he'd been talking to psychologists for 22 years, but no one understood addiction. No one understood him. And no one had given him hope until he joined the From Ashes to Destiny group. Countless prisoners in South Africa, Kenya, and the Democratic Republic of the Congo have never been to one addiction group, either inside the prison or on the outside. Imagine being caught in the snare of addiction and spending your life believing it was your own fault that you were just weak and self-centered, that you chose to be an addict, that you chose to be a criminal, and you deserved to rot in jail because you could never be trusted in society, in community, in your neighborhood, or in your family. Imagine how it settles in you as hopelessness when you accept this fate, when you accept that your destiny is to be institutionalized for the rest of your life. And there's no good in you and you can never change. Wow. For my listeners out there, what would you do if these men and women were your son or daughter? Would you reach out to help them or would you disown them? See, this, this leads us to to partnering with anybody who's willing to, to reach out and help the marginalized in addiction. We partner with prison officials, homeless shelters, rehabs, sober houses, schools, community groups, churches, on and on and on. Our focus when we partner is to equip, empower, and encourage people to get involved in bringing freedom to the addicts, to their families, and to their victims. We train people in working with the 12 steps, equip them to uncover the wounds that fuel the addiction of the people they'll be working with. We teach them how to recognize and facilitate the need for inner healing, to recognize areas of bondage where people need to find freedom, this bondage that even predated the addiction. And we teach them to facilitate reconciliation and restoration 
so that when people are set free, they can walk freely in recovery. Well, if you've looked at the photo for this episode, it's a photo of the cover of our curriculum from Ashes to Destiny. And if you look closely at the photo, you will see someone dipping a paintbrush into the dust, the ashes of the moon dust, and painting stars in the sky. Let that picture settle into your thoughts. And I want to speak to people in addiction now. In your addiction, have you found that everything you cared for, everything that was dear to you, everything you worked to hold on to and promised yourself you would never lose, slipped through your fingers like dust in the wind or like ashes of the bridges you burned by your choices. I know you're thinking and saying, but I didn't choose this. I didn't choose these consequences. I just chose to party and have fun and get high. But as we work with you, you'll see it's not about your choices. It's about your wounds that fueled your actions and the wounds that you inflicted on the minds and emotions of your friends and family. This is the stuff that makes up the ashes on the surface of your moon. Well, what do I mean by your wounds? I'm talking about the trauma, the hurt feelings, the painful experiences like abandonment, rejection, and no sense of belonging. The focus of what we do with the From Ashes to Destiny curriculum is to help you deal with your wounds, your ashes, and help you paint your new start and walk into your destiny. It's time to stop feeling like you are on the moon all alone in your ashes. It is normal to feel that way as a result of all the broken hearts and broken relationships from your addiction because your life has been one of emotional and relational train wrecks, potholes, and craters resulting in the feeling that you are knee-deep in ashes. Through the curriculum from Ashes to Destiny, you have a workbook to lead you through the steps of healing to find your own destiny. By participating in a Zoom or in-person group, you'll quickly learn that you're not alone and that other people do understand you. By linking arms with your coach or mentor, you begin to paint your star of transformation. The curriculum will lead you through four phases. Phase one focuses on the first three steps of the 12 steps. As you understand your powerlessness to break free from this addiction that has enslaved you. Phase two begins your personal heart work. The focus is uncovering your wounds, finding healing from your wounds, and freedom from your drug of choice that has been your medication or numbing agent. As you start to walk in freedom, you begin to see transformation and restoration in your life. This continues in phase three as we return to the 12 steps, completing steps four through 12. Here our focus is on moral regeneration and character development for reintegration into family and community. Phase four is centered around maintaining your recovery. We emphasize how to face temptation to relapse, 
applying what you've learned in daily circumstances, building a growing fellowship as your support system, and walking away from foolishness and into wisdom. Are you ready to begin this journey from ashes to destiny? Thanks for listening to this episode of the A to D from Addict to Disciple podcast. And I want to let you in on a little secret. We're actively working on developing an app that would include our entire curriculum of From Ashes to Destiny. Our focus is to be able to get treatment resources into the hands of the marginalized people caught in addiction, homelessness, and incarceration wherever they are around the world. They'll be able to be their own agency without having to go and and find their way for treatment. So if you would like to support this work, just click on the support link in this podcast or go to our website, www.fromatod.org and click on that support link. Tune in Monday for our next episode. And as always, stay safe and stay strong. Thank you.